What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Ohioverse presented by Deep Dive Sports. Today, I am joined by Dom, and we're going to be kind of going over a few things within the sporting world. So we're going to be going over the Blue Jackets and their transactions over the past month, including their draft picks, kind of discussing whether or not they're actually rebuilding like we thought they were, or maybe they're just retooling. And then we're going to kind of hit on the Indians name change for a quick minute and then we're going to talk about NIL guidelines like I promised that we would in this episode the last time because we did not get to it and then of course we're going to end the episode on our sports rundown and then our double take segment so as you all could probably tell after listening to our episode a couple weeks ago we we released it and then the next day so many crazy things happened over the next two days after that so we had a ton of Blue Jackets news and then the Indians changed their name so obviously we're going to hit on content for this episode (laughs) yes so obviously the blue jackets over the you know july since about july 23rd they've made quite a few changes (laughs) and exactly july 23rd was when our last episode came out so let me just give you a quick recap so on the 23rd they traded for defenseman jake bean they sent a second round pick to carolina and then on the 29th they signed him to a three-year seven million dollar deal on the same day they traded seth jones and a six-round draft pick to Chicago for the 21-year-old defenseman Adam Bockvist, and then two firsts and a second. And then on the 21st, they traded Cam Atkinson for right-wing Jacob Vorek from Philly. And then on the 28th, they signed Sean Curley. He's a center. They signed him for four years, $10 million. They re-signed Texier for a two-year, 3.5. $3.05 million contract extension. They re-signed Boone Jenner for a four-year $15 million extension. They re-signed Eric Robinson on a two-year $3.2 million extension. They re-signed Line a on a one-year $7.5 million extension. And then on the 29th, they re-signed Zach Arinsky on a six-year million extension. So there was where the big money went. And then on the 30th, they signed Miko Letnan, a defenseman, and they gave him a one-year contract. And then obviously in the draft, we drafted two centers, four defensemen, two left wings, and one right wing. Obviously that one center being the fifth overall pick, Kent Johnson from. So just kind of going over all that stuff. They obviously have an influx of young talent. A lot of people are questioning whether or not they're really rebuilding or maybe they're just retooling. I have my opinion on that, but I'm going to get Dom's first before I give mine. I think the the moves that they've been making, you know, getting getting rid of some of their veteran players um, and bringing in a lot of younger players. And I know they drafted, I forgot the guy's name, out of Michigan, um, the center. Um, what was, uh, was it? Oh, Kent Johnson. You know. Yeah. It, it seems like it's more of a rebuild instead of a retool. Mm-hmm. Um, I know they're under under new management. Um, I know Torts is out. Um, so it, it seems like there's a rebuild and culture change going on. So it looks like, you know, maybe the next couple of years, maybe not too competitive, but with the young guys that they brought in, and, you know, if they keep hitting on these draft picks, they could – you know, really put something together within the next couple of years, but it definitely looks to be more of a rebuild to me than a retool. 
Yeah, I, I still I still think they're rebuilding, but I don't think that they're rebuilding like in Detroit rebuilding where we're going to see them kind of at the bottom of the league for five years. I think that, like you said, we have a huge influx of, of young talent. So when we traded out Seth Jones, we brought in, you know, a young person to replace him, brought in a few draft picks that we were able to draft some, you know, some younger players, obviously. And then when they traded you know, Cam Atkinson, obviously we didn't get a young player in return, but who we did get in return, he is more of a veteran player. So you can add him, you know what I mean? Yeah. XCA and Boone Jenner and line a, so that you kind of like, you're, you're hoping that this year is a really big growing experience for those young players. And then you're able to use your veterans to help them grow and, and build that culture that you want to, you know, you want to build because you kept the guys of that culture. Like you were trying to say that, that, that you're trying to build and then you're hoping maybe year two that you're competing for maybe a, a lower playoff seed or, or mm-hmm. almost there. And then in year three, you're, you're competing for the playoffs again, because you're, you know what I mean? Cause I think in the next couple of drafts, they have at least two first round picks in the next two drafts, I think. Um, I believe so. Or it's, it's somewhere, it's something crazy, like three or four first round draft picks over the next couple of years. So um, obviously they're going to be able to have an influx of young talent there, but so I think we're both kind of on the same page there that we think they're they're rebuilding, but I don't think they're fully rebuilding. I think they're just kind of seeing they're adding all that young talent in, see who sticks and then trying to build that culture so that in you know the next year or two they're they're right back in that playoff hunt hope. I'm hoping so. Yeah, I mean, listen, playoff playoff hockey in Columbus. That's fun. That's a good atmosphere. And I hope it comes back. <laughs> so, but uh just to move on to the next topic, obviously, again, I think it was Friday that week after that episode, or no, was it Saturday that they announced it that week? That, Friday. Oh, Friday. There you go. That's what I thought. I second guess myself. <laughs> but the Indians did change their name. So they're not going to be the Cleveland Indians anymore. They're going to be called the Cleveland Guardians. I think they're going to finish out the season as the Indies and they'll, mm-hmm. they'll rebrand, rebrand to the Guardians. Um, I know there's mixed feelings about it. I think for the most part, people are okay with the name. The logo's a little sketchy for some people but i just kind of wanted to get your your opinion on it especially since you're a big indians fan there or a big cleveland sports fan i should say yeah um yeah i mean born and raised an indians fan i've been an indians fan longer than i've been a man city fan if you can believe that (laughs) i remember a couple weeks ago when i was on on deck we kind of touched on this um my stance on it has always been the same even before the name change um I really don't care what you name the team as long as we have a team to root for in town. Um, Cause I know there, there have been rumors about the team maybe moving with the stadium lease ending in a couple of years. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you can call the team, whatever you want, put them in a ridiculous uniform. I'm still going to root for them. I just care that we have a team. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, the, being from Cleveland, knowing what the name guardians represents um, and the meaning behind it, I feel that it's, a better representation of the city of Cleveland than just the term Indians. The the term Indians doesn't really represent anything about the city. Um, mm-hmm. I know they were the Indians for over a hundred years, but you know, other than just being the name of the baseball team for a while, it doesn't really represent the city. Um, so I, the, the logos, yeah. The, the G with the baseball is kind of cheesy. Um, it kind of looks like a middle schooler drew it up in my opinion, but um <laughs> I, I like the the script guardians, mm-hmm. the uniforms they already released. They look pretty similar to what we already have. So if you're watching a game and you don't know that they changed their name, 
mm-hmm. it's really not going to look that different. Um, at the end of the day, it's still going to be the same players, um, hopefully with a little bit higher payroll. <laughs> um, yeah. Hopefully Tara Francona is back. They're going to be playing at the same stadium. Uniforms are going to look pretty much the same. The only thing that's going to be different is the name of the team. Yeah. And at the end of the day, it's just a name. But, you know, we're one of only 30 cities in the country that have a professional baseball. And I'm pretty damn proud of that. So, again, you you can call them the, the narwhals and throw them in, like, teal uniforms with, like, you know, whatever, like, ridiculous hats. And you know, I'd still be proud to have a MLB team here. Hey, you know what? I, I made a uh, an NCAA 14 college, the, the Alaska Narwhals. <laughs> we won a couple championships. Uh, anyway. <laughs> no, no, I, I, I agree with you. You know, I, I like I like the name. I think, honestly, you know, obviously it means something, like you said, to the city. Like, it has meaning behind it. And I think that they really found, you know, a gem with the name Guardians because – you know, Guardians, Indians, it's kind of similar when they write it in the script the same, Mm -hmm. similar, they're not changing the colors. You know, I think everybody is kind of hating on the logo, but I have a feeling that, you know, they might retool that logo over the next couple years. I think that they just think they should because it looks so much similar to the, the previous one, or it's a little bit more simpler. So it's more of an easier transition. I think they thought, but yeah, I I I mean, I like, I like the change of the C that they did. Mm-hmm. I always thought the block C was a little boring. Yeah. Um, so the new C is pretty interesting. I like it. Um, the G with the baseball and the wing thing is, again, I think it's kind of cheesy. I think it would have looked a lot better if they put like one of the face of the guardians mm-hmm. instead of a G and have the, the baseball. Um, but, you know, I'll, I'll probably get a hat or a shirt with the C on it, not the, not the G baseball logo. Yeah, I, I always really liked the the um like the CeeLo stuff or the things mm. for whatever reason. It was it was just simple. Like you said, the, the block was kind of a little bit, I don't know if you can say lazy, but I mean that's it is what it is. But I mean I always liked the G stuff. So yeah. That'll be interesting. I mean, like I said, I, I think I think I'm with you. I'm glad that the team's still there. You know what I mean? I, I think obviously branding and then is important to an extent. You know I mean you gotta mm-hmm. in with it doesn't matter if you have the coolest colors or the coolest name <laughs> if you're not right working, then then nobody really cares so but um right and you know i i've seen you know online and just talking to people they're like oh i was you know born and raised an indians fan the indians are no longer a thing so i, I can't be a fan of this team i'm like so you were you were never really a, a fan of cleveland baseball you know yeah i'm not a you know, just because they're changing the name, I'm not going to stop being a fan. I'm a fan of Cleveland baseball. Mm-hmm. You know, it, you know, these, these people that are, you know, not being fans anymore because they're changing the name and they're no longer the Indians because they grew up an Indians fan. Were you ever really a fan? <laughs> if, you know, you're a huge Steelers fan. If the Steelers came out and announced that they were changing their name to whatever, are you going to stop being a Steelers fan? As long as they're still black and gold, baby, I don't care. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That that color yeah. that color scheme. <laughs> I mean, at, at the end of the day, it's just a name. You know, the organization is still going to be the same. Well, I mean, let us let us know what you guys feel about it. You know, I, like I said, I know there's there's mixed feelings out there. You know, go ahead and comment on one of our posts about how you feel about it. You know, obviously, keep it a little PG. We we do try to keep things little PG around here. <laughs> um, be nice to each other and stuff like that. But at the same time, like I said, let let us know how you feel about it because I, I do think 
you know, Dom and I definitely have a different opinion than, than a lot of other people. And, and, and maybe, and I'm not saying that it's not valid and stuff like that, but I think fans of, you know what I mean? Of sport and just, we're cool that the team, if it left, that would probably. You know. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Just to get on to the, probably the main point of, of this episode that we're going to kind of get into is talking about name, image, and likeness within college athletics now and, and what that has opened up to and, and what has kind of transpired since the beginning of July when, when that went into effect. So obviously we I kind of wanted to talk about, you know, the differences between some of our bigger competitors, what, you know, and I looked at Alabama, Clemson, and Michigan. I figured those were probably, you know, our top three biggest rivals within college football. Now, obviously Alabama and Clemson, we've played them in the uh, college football playoffs since it started and, you know, had our, our wins and losses against them. And then obviously Michigan over, however long we've had our rivalry with them obviously the past 10 years that really hasn't felt like a rivalry on the field but they're still our rivals so that's why I kind of put them on this so kind of looking at their (laughs) kind of looking at their uh, NIL guidelines it's pretty similar you know what I mean pretty much all of them you know say hey you're good to go Um, if you're going to you know use our logos and our name permission first or or pay the the correct royalties if you want to I didn't, I didn't see on um, Michigan's about, you know, payment for using like facilities and stuff like that. I think Ohio State was the only one that specifically stated that if you wanted to use a yeah. facility, you had to pay for it. I think the other three just said, it's not really likely that you're going to be able to use a facility to do an event. It has to be, you know, something that is specially graded. So obviously if they have, you know, the number one recruit in the country that comes in and he wants to hold a signing event and they're probably not going to say no, but I mean, obviously these things are open to, to development and stuff like that and change. And then um, obviously, like I said, for the most part, they're pretty similar. You kind of, you can do what you want. You just can't use, I think the big thing that everybody's pretty much had is you can't collect money from um, tobacco, alcohol, um, pornography sites, and then something to do with like criminal activity and stuff like that. Yeah. And um, if I remember from reading the Ohio state um, information, um, I don't think players are allowed to sell team issued equipment. Yes. So like if they can't go sell their helmet (laughs) that they used in game. Yes. But they, but they can, so they can hold on to it. And then when they graduate, it is theirs and they are allowed to do whatever they do with it. But while they're at, the university they cannot just collect equipment and sell it as they um yeah so that's that that that's a big thing too i mean obviously these p- players are going to be able to make money off of just probably their social media following alone and that kind of brings us into yeah. uh, you know our, our next topic within it as you know, this past week we had our i think he's like the number one quarterback recruit in next year's draft class quinn mm-hmm. he uh he actually left High school early. <laughs> if many of you remember, I don't know weird if you were ever close to graduating in three years, but he did it. So, um, <laughs> and now he. Is yeah, I give him credit for give him credit for you know busting his behind. Never watch myself there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, busting his butt and um, graduating early. You know, I you know give him a lot of credit for that because most people don't. Yeah. But again, he's he's foregoing his senior year. I think there's lots of different opinions on that one. But apparently he has almost 70,000 followers on social media. And they said that if he left early and went and started with Ohio State, even if he didn't play this year, 
And then he spent the next three years before he was draft eligible. They said because of his following and depending on how big he gets, he can make over a million dollars of endorsement deals like that. So that was a big um, motivation factor for him to leave high school early, which is crazy when you talk about like a 17, 18 year old making that kind of a decision, thinking that, you know, well, what happens if I get hurt and the money's not there? I need to now so that I have it. So, um, yeah, I mean. If you have the opportunity to you know, forego your senior season, it's going to be pointless anyways. Like you're already the number one recruit, you're already committed to Ohio State. What what else do you have to gain? Mm-hmm. If you can forego your senior season and go make some money, yeah, anyone with a brain would would yeah. make that decision. I think a lot of people were were just kind of torn because they were like, man, you know, you 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 could have a chance to go, you know, win the state title, compete at a high level, you know, win win with your when with your brothers and, and stuff like that, when, when in your home state. And, and, and I think, you know, obviously there's that way of looking behind it. And, you know, like you said, there's, there's money to be made now. And, and unfortunately this is going to kind of push the narrative. So how do you think that the, you know, his decision, cause I think he's the first one to make a decision as such. How do you mm-hmm. think this changes the future of college athletics? It, I mean, it, it's going to change it completely. Um, not just football, but if you look at any, you know, college athletics, it's going to be completely different. Um, it's definitely going to be more of a, a minor league system instead of just a, um, you know, amateur, you know, yeah. air quotes, amateur, um, amateur system. When the coaches are making 10 million a year. <laughs> right. You know, um, you know, you got the NCAA and all these universities making billions of dollars off these kids. I, you know, if they're making money off them, they should be able to make money off themselves. Yeah. Um, but I, I think you, you'll see this a lot. Um, states that have um, NIL guidelines, you know, they're going to take a big benefit. Mm-hmm. You know, if let's say, you know, there's a number one recruit and he's deciding between Ohio State and um, a state that doesn't have name, image and likeness, most likely that person's going to choose Ohio State or you know Alabama or somewhere where they can go make money. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely going to help you know, these schools, um, whoever, whoever adapts faster and, and kind of puts everything into place. Exactly. You know, look at all this case that we were just talking about. If NIL wasn't a thing and he wasn't able to make money, he would still be going back to his senior year of high school. He wouldn't be, he wouldn't be going to Ohio state a year early. Yeah. I mean, and you know what, I think that, that he's happy with the decision, but I, I don't know about Ryan day. Like obviously Ryan day is like super excited that he's there, but now he has a log jam at quarterback and you know what I mean? What is, what, what, what I mean, if, do, do coaches make, you know I mean? You have a guy who came to the team specifically to make money. So do you, do you say, well, you're still not playing because you, I have three guys in front of you that, that have been here preparing for the past year and even even though you you might be pretty good, they're they they know the system. I'm gonna play them, and you're gonna have to wait a year or two. And you know what I mean. What what do you do at that point? Well, I, I don't think he's he committed to the team just to make money because he committed before all this name, image, and likeness stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm saying I'm obviously saying he, he came he came early for the money. He came early, yeah, for the money. But I mean, he's what 17, 18. Yeah. Um, he just enrolled, you know, he, as a competitor, yes, you're going to want to try to get the starting job, but deep down he should know, like there's people that have the guys above me that have been here longer that know the system 
and unless he just comes in and completely blows them out of the water like he's the next coming of you know Jesus at quarterback then <laughs> you know. he's he's got the he's got that mullet that that he could probably light on fire and and torch some guys man I, I don't know yeah but I mean he should know going into the season and honestly it would probably be better for his development if he kind of redshirts the year um learns the system he doesn't lose a year of eligibility learns develops the skills more gets that coaching under ryan day that he's going to need and then just try for the job next year but he's still going to make money off instagram and whatever endorsements he gets Mm -hmm. but it'll give him more time to learn how to be a college quarterback you know well when when i think it was episode two you know of ohio verse I, i got greg's opinion on on the whole nil stuff and, and everything kind of, you know, players being able to profit off their name, image, and likeness. And I kind of got his opinion on, on where he thought that was all at and everything. And I just kind of want to get your opinion on it. Like what, what do you think of, of name, image, and likeness? Do you, do you like that it, that it's here now? You know, how, how do you feel about it? I've always been a fan of um, college athletes getting paid. Um, you know, like, like I alluded to earlier, you got the NCAA that's a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. Um you know, Ohio State alone brings in hundreds of million dollars a year, pretty much based off the football program. Mm-hmm. But you got guys getting suspended and, you know, getting in trouble for you know, signing an autograph in mm-hmm. exchange for getting a tattoo or, you know, just stupid crap, you know, yeah. um, or, you know, getting a little bit of money for going to an event. Like, you know, we're we're supposed to be a, you know, free market system mm-hmm. you know if you have an opportunity to if you're famous and you're you're a big time college athlete and you have an opportunity to make some money off of yourself yeah then i i think players should have that opportunity to do it i don't think they should be barred from hell even i don't even know if players can work you know even like part-time jobs i don't think they're allowed to get any sort of money i think, um, I think they are allowed to work a job but it, it has to go through like a ton of channels because you have to make sure that it's not somebody who's directly involved with the school. You know what I mean? So if you have like, you know, so- someone who's a booster who owns like a car dealership and, and you're like on the books there, right. working, you know what I mean? They're like, well, are you really there working or are they just, you know, paying you, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So it's probably right. hard right. for them for them to do something like that. That's why probably a lot of them, they just live off of that scholarship and, and their housing and, and the food that they get and stuff like that. So, yeah. But, no, like I mean, I, I agree with you, and and honestly, the, the whole name image, the whole name and image likeness stuff, it just doesn't stop at football players. I think people forget about that. Like they're all hung up on, on this, you know, with yeah. football players. But it goes everything. Like you have the um, what was it like the volleyball player that um has so many? Like she has like a million or something like that social media followers on something. I mean, she signed. She made like a ton of money the day that this stall started. And we're talking about like yeah. volleyball, like college volleyball. And then you have college track stars that are making a ton of money. And, and just because they have a huge social media following and, and, and especially in today's time with the youth, yeah. the whole social media, it, it, it exploded. So if you can be a big star within your own town and you come, you come, you go to a big college and stuff like that, you can gain a little bit bigger of a following. You have close to a hundred thousand followers, kind of like Quinn Ewers has at this point, And a lot of these other athletes on other sports, yeah have this following you can start making money off of that because someone could pay you a couple thousand dollars 10 grand to do a promotion and they know that you're going to reach a hundred thousand people when you do that so 
it's huge. I mean, it, yep. it ends to everybody. And, and the fact that the fact that you could go to college and you could be like a part of, you know, the band or whatever, and you can, somebody really liked how you played the drums and you, you could go do a signing day because they think you're the best drummer in the Ohio state marching band. You know what I mean? That that's crazy to me. Or like you have people like on YouTube, yeah. like a guy named destroying is that's, that's his YouTube channel name. Um, and he was a kicker for, uh, UCF, I think, or UFS or whatever. Um, and he had a YouTube channel and they told him that he either had to stop monetizing his YouTube channel or he had to give up being a college athlete. I mean, this dude's a freak athlete. Like he does his videos where yeah. they're, you know, playing cornerback against NFL wide receivers or, you know, D1 athletes or he's playing wide receiver. Or he's kicking. He did a video the other day where he kicked a 70 yard field goal kick. I mean, this dude is, is an athlete. And the fact that he got, you know, that taken away from him and an opportunity to maybe even go to the NFL and showcase that athleticism. I mean, that's, that's so unfortunate yeah. just because he had a YouTube channel. You know I mean? There, there was a Ohio state lacrosse player that had to give up making money off of his YouTube channel because he was an Ohio state lacrosse player. And it's just definitely something it's, that is, yeah, it's crazy. And he wasn't even promoting anything about Ohio state on there either. And that, that you know what I mean? So it's like, I don't know. I could go on a tangent about it all day, but I agree with you. I think at the very least they should have been able to, for a long time, been able to profit off of their own name. You know what I mean? Like anybody, anybody, anywhere can profit off of their own name, but for whatever reason, because you played a college sport, you couldn't, you had to forego all that. And I don't know whether or not, you know, that's right. Or whether or not people, you know, want them to go back and and give things back and, or, or not give things back. You know, the whole Reggie Bush, you know, came up. And again, I mean, we've kind of that. Gone. I think that's that's a little bit of a different discussion. Yeah. Um, you know, just because it's okay now, yeah. at the time he it, he was breaking the rules and he knew that he was breaking the rules. Um, same with like Terrell Pryor and all the Ohio State guys. Yes, it is stupid. Um, you know what I I think what Reggie Bush is doing just taking money from donors. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my my opinion on it is this. If you had caught him doping and you took away his stats and his Heisman, then cool. You know what? I don't think anybody would really have been that upset about it. But we yeah. watched him put on a performance that I don't think we'll ever see again. You know what I mean? And you, you can't you can't unwatch that. You know what I mean? You can't go you can't ungo back and, and watch videos <laughs> of him that season. So it's like yeah, I don't really understand how somebody who was, you know, getting a little kickback for some things, how you take away their stats and then how you take away an award that they got. And I think that right. I think that's that that's the biggest issue that a lot of people have with it is that it's not like he was doping. It's not like he was, you know, giving himself an unfair advantage that season. He was just making a little bit of money on the side. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I don't know. Again, yeah. I, I agree with you, too, to an extent. He knew that he was breaking the rules and. And he knew the consequences of it and he got caught and, and that, that, that was that, but no, I, I don't know. I mean, I guess to, you know, another point, like, where do you think I asked Greg, I asked him, you know, where, where he thought in the next 10 years, you know, college athletics would look like, you know, what, what do you think it's going to look like? Um, it's hard to say because it's, it's at a crossroads right now. Um, we're kind of venturing into uncharted territory because College athletes have never been able to make any sort of money. Um, I don't know. I I think it's going to be a step forward, you know, in terms of player freedom. They're going to be 
be able to make money wherever they go. But in terms of like overall, you know, specifically NCAA football, it's going to be another step closer to pretty much officially being the NFL's minor league system. Um, kind of what the, um, the, hold on, that's kind of a stupid take. Hold on, cut that part out. Um, you know, the NFL is the only major U.S. sport that doesn't have a minor league system. You know, MLB obviously has minor league baseball. NBA has the G League or the D League, whatever they call it now. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL doesn't have a minor league system. So now that college athletes are able to make some money off of their name, image, and likeness, I think that's another step closer to officially, unofficially being mm-hmm. um, a minor league system for the NFL, as they kind of already have been and a lot of people consider it to be because I mean, you go – to college straight to the NFL. There's no other option for you. Um, but I, I think it it adds a little bit of professionalism and not amateur, again, quote-unquote amateurism. Yeah. The game. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I'm going to stick with my same opinion as last time. Is I think it's either going to go in two directions. I think that either they're going to turn one of those spring leagues that I've seen kind of pop up, you know, over the past five years, obviously – the last one that was kind of the, the most successful one was the uh, the XFL there, but obviously COVID happened and then that kind of hurt everything situation. But I think, yeah, that was- yeah, I think either they're going to, you know, adopt one of those spring leagues and put, you know, 20 to 25 teams on the field. And what they'll do is they'll use that for their, you know, practice squad guys. And then they'll use that for, um, young guys that are coming out of high school to start developing and start playing within that league. And they have to play within that league, either like kind of like how the NBA does where they, you know, they have to play for a year or two. Um, obviously within the NBA, they have to play for a year and, and probably in, in the NFL one, you'd probably have to play for at least two or three years before you can be drafted in the NFL, but it'd be yeah. something that, that all the teams put an equal amount of money into. And then it's run by somebody where they're hiring coaches and trainers and making sure that everybody has, you know, the, the best developmental as they can. Or I think we're going to go into a tier system within college football, kind of like how you kind of look over at the Premier League and how they kind of have theirs. I think what they'll do is they'll take the top, you know, 40 teams. I think they'll put that in tier one. They'll break that into some divisions and then we'll have playoffs that way. I think tier two will then consist of, about 60 teams. And then I think tier three will be the remainder of the teams. And then I think obviously, hopefully they do some sort of like relegation promotion type thing where people can move between. Yeah. That'd know, be cool. Stuff like that. I think that that would be something that's super interesting. And obviously that would, because I mean, at this point, when you look at it realistically, I don't even think there's 40 teams for the national championship as of right now, but no, but you've got to have them be able to play somebody. So there's at least 40 teams that you could put in there. And that yeah. would be competition and stuff like that. And, but I mean, realistically, there's probably only like 10 teams that you could look at if that, that are really like, you know, playoff teams that if you want to put them in the playoffs, but I think that's where that's pretty much. Yeah. So either that, or we'll just kind of do what we're doing now for the next 20 years until the next name image likeness revolution if you want to call it that and then it'll, <laughs> it'll develop again into what it is or or you know college athletics as we know will kind of fizzle out and it'll it'll change but, but yeah, just to kind of end this episode now we're going to kind of go over our sports rundown so kind of going over the reds again obviously they're still in they're still second in the nl central there you know they they did go eight and four over the last two weeks but it's just hard for them to make up ground 
you know, especially when the team in front of them continues to win. But they are in game one of a four-game series with Pittsburgh. It is the top of the ninth. The Reds are up seven to four right now as we're recording. So hopefully they get a win when you're listening to this tomorrow and then they'll be playing game tomorrow. And then just some cool news from that. Votto, he came within inches of tying that home run streak for games at, at eight home runs over eight games. He obviously ended it at seven, but I mean, that's that's a really cool streak, especially for somebody of his age. And he's, he's kind of getting up and ready probably to retire within the next couple of years. But that's just something cool yeah. for the Reds, you know, cool little cool little win for, for a season there. But moving on to the Indians, they are second in the AL Central. They're four and seven over the last two weeks. They, they're kind of just struggling. Obviously, hopefully they kind of in the offseason retool, spend some money and uh, get, get some better players on there so they can kind of get back to what we're kind of used to them being, you know what I mean, over the past, you know, six, seven years. But it is what it is. But they they were they did play their last game of a four game series against Toronto. As we're recording this, they did lose three to nothing today. So, you know, again, just just can't put some wins together, but let's hope that, you know, they kind of end the season on, on a good and kind of push us in. So we are looking at the crew. Obviously, our prediction in the last episode was that they were going to move up a spot and get some wins, but uh, they actually moved down a spot. So they're sitting at seven. Um, <laughs> that is due to – and you know what? They started off pretty strong. I think they had a tie and then they had a win, but then they just got completely destroyed their past two games, their goal differential being three to eight. Yes, they only – Yes, they scored three goals, but other teams scored four goals each in those past two games. So I don't really yeah. understand the the craziness on the defense side because all season they just haven't been able to score goals, but defensively they've been amazing. Eli Room's been amazing, and that defense has been able to kind of hold up for them. And I just – I don't know. Hopefully they can kind of get it right. I just don't know if maybe they were a little out of sync getting some of those players back from international duty and stuff like that. but um let's let's kind of hope they they get back on track there they they, they do play next against Atlanta on the seventh so let's hope they win that game but yeah that, that's crazy letting up four goals in the past two games I don't actually explain that one. um I mean they have a couple players that have uh, been playing for the U.S. during the gold cup so I mean a lot of guys that have been starting have probably been guys that really should be backup players so as as they get their starters back they yeah. should be of, they should a be lot fine. of the guys that that got pulled out on an international duty were a lot of our offensive guys a lot of our uh yeah. you know offensive you know wingers midfielders and then our strikers i think zardes just came back so it definitely like i said it's definitely a weird one not a normal thing especially if you follow the crew a bunch but let's hope they can get back on track so again like as always we do finish this show with our double take segment it is dom's first time doing the double take segment. So he's going to give it his best shot here. But like always, we give our predictions within the sporting world what we think is going to happen over the next two weeks. And obviously, I've had lots of eggs on my face since we started this whole thing. Uh, maybe I should stop making predictions or maybe I should pull a Greg. He Last week, he said, um, my prediction is that we will not win any gold medals as a country in the Olympics because he was hoping that he would be wrong. <laughs> and he was. Oh. So um, maybe maybe I'll take a, a little play from his book there. And then obviously we, we do name one crazy thing that we've seen, heard, or that's happened to us over the past two weeks. Um, so, but I will let Dom start off with, with his there. So some news broke earlier today that 
Lionel Messi will no longer be playing for Barcelona. I did see um, that. Wow. Hmm? Actually, yeah. I, I did see that. Yeah. I think within the next two weeks, he will be on a new team. And wow. I think it will be either Man City or Inter Milan. You think you think, or, you think City's going to pull the pull the trigger on him? Well, now knowing that they really won't have to pay that huge of a transfer fee, it makes it attractive. Mm-hmm. Um, Messi and our manager Pep Guardiola have a history together because um, Pep was the uh, manager at Barcelona um, in early Messi's career. So there, there is a connection. That's why we're considered like the front runners to get him. Mm-hmm. Um, where he would fit in with the squad, you know, he, it's Messi. You'll make room for him. But <laughs> um, if if I was to put money on it, I think he would probably go to Inter, either Inter or he go back to um, his home country of Argentina and play for Boca Juniors. Inter. Inter Milan. Oh, Inter Milan. I was like, I thought you were talking about like Inter Miami. No. Inter Miami. <laughs> I was like, I mean, that would be cool, but I mean, that would <laughs> that wouldn't make no. much sense. I don't think uh was because that's a uh, that's Beckham's team, right? Or mm-hmm. I don't think he has that much money. I think he's got money, but not much money. <laughs> mm-hmm. So my my thing that's I think is going to happen in the sporting world over the next two weeks is going to be a little bit close to home. I do think that with Quinn Ewers joining Ohio State, I think we're going to see a little bit of drama come out of camp for that one. I think there's four quarterbacks again that are going to be in camp. I think there's going to be some undue pressure put on a few of them in front, especially since, you know, I think in the next two weeks, we're going to see somebody name the starter because they're going to want to have a starter named and then finish out camp and then us go into these. And with that, you know, with that, that way. And I think we're just going to see a little bit of drama come out of it because a lot of those guys have been there. And I don't know if they have the social media following as Quinn Ewers, so, you know, they're going to have somebody behind them that is maybe making more money than them on the side than they could and maybe, you know, clipping on their heels a little bit more than what they would want because of, you know, the position that he's in right now with, with that whole money thing. So I think we're going to see some drama come out and that, that'll kind of be what we'll talk about on the next episode. But, you know, not as, not as crazy as, as a big like, oh, you know, somebody's going to win a championship, but I, I, I do think we're going to see <laughs> drama come out, come out of Ohio state camp there in the quarterback room. So what is, uh, what's one crazy thing that you've, you know, seen, heard about, or that's happened to you over the past two weeks there, Dom? I don't know if, if it would be considered crazy, but definitely an unexpected thing that um, came out this week was the Browns re-signing Nick Chubb um, to a, to an extension. Um, you know, a lot of teams don't really pay their running backs, especially a team that, is kind of all in on analytics like the Browns are, but he just brings so much to the locker room and mm-hmm. he's such a vital part of what we do. Um, you know, we, he, he was a player that we all wanted, you know, to be extended, but again, we knew it was a running back. There's, you know, other priorities like re-signing Baker, Denzel Ward, um, potentially Wyatt Teller. So if anybody was going to, potentially have to go it probably was going to be Chubb um so him being the first out of all those guys to sign an extension kind of caught me off off guard but I couldn't be happier that we got it done (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, I mean, that's that, that's a huge deal, especially in, in that offense that they want to run with that two running back, you know, system, signing him, keeping him happy. And and he's he's pretty much an all down back. So, I mean, you're you're winning 100 yeah. percent of the time that that he's on the field and that he's on a contract. So that, that that's a huge signing. I mean, that as, as a Steelers fan, it hurts to say, but I mean, that team looks pretty nice. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm hoping that I do. I do hope that they have success. You know what I mean? I think for the most part over the years, there's, there's been that rivalry, but, but at the same time, I've never, you know, being from Ohio, I've never had that like crazy ill will towards the Browns. I've, I've always wanted to do better and, and be better than what they are and stuff like that too. So I'm excited yeah. for the next, what the next 10 years brings, hopefully that, you know what I mean? It brings really good games and really good competition. And, and I hope that it brings some more really good playoff games well, I wouldn't say the last one was a really good playoff game because we kind of got our butts kicked. But uh, We I could agree to disagree on that one. No, that's not what I'm saying. I don't think it was a good playoff game because I think we got our butts kicked. So, But I, I, <laughs> I do think that, you know, hopefully in the future, again, we have some more like crazy playoff games and, and stuff like that. I, I just – I really hope that that, yeah. that level of play continues because I do think that the AFC North as a division, getting back to that like gritty – everybody's competing in, in a high level. I think that that is going to be, it's going to be really fun to watch. So yeah, but my one crazy thing is it's not really crazy. It's kind of another, you know, Nick tangent moment, but you guys were here for my, my driving tangent. I'm going to go on another little driving one here. No, oh, geez. There is a person <laughs> that lives in our oh. community that we live in and they have taken up two spots every single day for like the past three weeks. And on top of that, they don't even live in our little building complex. They live in the one beside it where they have parking spots over there. So they come over and they park in ours, which would be fine if they took up one spot, but they take up two spots. So what kind of vehicle do they have? It's just a regular Volvo. It's not even like a night. You know what I mean? It's not even like they have a Lamborghini. Like if they had like, you know, a really nice like BMW or like, you know, a brand new, you know, sports car or something like that, then I'd be like, you know what? Okay. I kind of get it. Or they had like a really big, you know, truck or Hummer SUV or whatever it is. Then I'd be like, it's still annoying, but like, okay, whatever. But it's like a little car. You know what I mean? Like take one spot. And plus you don't even live over here. So like, bro. I don't know. If you had your old Jeep, I'd say just park as as close to him as you possibly can and just kind of <laughs> just drive up on just drive up on top of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's just it, it just brings a whole conversation about parking in general. Parking etiquette is important. Do not park like if a, you take up two spots, your car deserves to, you know, be set on fire. Uh, well, I'm I'm not <laughs> like, we, we here at Deep Dive Sports do not commit arson, okay? Especially vehicle arson. But if you take up two spots, I'm gonna be a little upset, and I I might uh I might pull a you know a Karen mode and, and make a phone call to the front office. But <laughs> so yeah. if you're listening, do do the world a favor, just take up one spot. Yes, please move. If you got one car, one spot. I'll give him I'll give him a little Deep Dive Sports bumper sticker. Maybe he'll listen to our podcast. Then, then he'll move his car to one spot. I don't know. But again, thank you to uh, Nick's drive time. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about some more. <laughs> so, thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Dom, for coming on. It's been really good of course. talking to you. Obviously, I was on uh, on the pitch yesterday and 
and we kind of went through that one. It was a little bit harder to, <laughs> for me to kind of. It was a good little learning moment for you. It was fun. I, you know, I had a really fun time and, you know, kind of getting into some some soccer or football talk and, and kind of learning about a little bit in that world as well, too. But you are definitely our soccer slash football expert within the podcast. So I will uh, I'll let you and uh, whenever Chase comes back, kind of dive back into that one. So but thank you for having me. Thank you for being on Ohio Verse. It's been really fun. And, you know, hope you come on a few more episodes in the future. I know everybody will probably agree with me. So, again. Thank you, everybody, for listening. This has been Ohioverse presented by Deep Dive Sports. Until next time. Hey, everyone. Thank you for listening. If you would like to hear more, feel free to listen to past episodes and look for new ones every Friday. And don't forget to follow us at deep.dive.sports on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for any update. And please let us know what you would like us to take a deep dive into next. As always, we are Deep Dive Sports. Until next time.